today. Today is not the new year, but it sure feels like a new day. The seasons are changing. The snow is gone. The green is back. Up and out here on the Eagle Creek Ranch on the Olympic Peninsula, those coho salmon which spawned in our natal creek have passed on, but not without leaving behind hundreds of thousands of eggs that will continue the sacred wild salmon run. A new day is literal, but it's also a specific point in our own personal transformation pattern. The day we start to consider climbing up. Together, we stand at the base of this great unknown challenge, a threshold of what's next. The only thing we know is that we don't know what's up there or how far we're going to go. This story is about that brief moment when we pause that first new day before we even know where to climb or how far we're going to go. The liminal stage, the beginning of something new, the in-between phase in our own personal transformation pattern. I've been through it and I'm going to share how to welcome it with a little bit of grace, zero judgment, a little bit of vision, and a lot of courage. I'm David All. Welcome back. This is Belly of the Beast Life Stories and Beyond. To start our story about welcoming the liminal stage, I want to revisit episode 14 of season one of this podcast, where I talked with our advisor, Artie Wu, that wise and powerful master healer, about the origin story of this podcast. To describe the transformation pattern we all experience in life, what we call the belly of the beast life story, he told us a metaphor of the caterpillar transforming into the butterfly. You know, one metaphor that comes up a lot is that of a caterpillar turning into a butterfly, right? So one day the caterpillar is just, uh, you know, all she knows is she's a caterpillar. She's like eating leaves. She's like ravenous going, you know, a hundred miles an hour. And um, at some point, right, she will, this caterpillar will feel like sluggish, may feel like she's dying, something's happening to her. And she will go into the state of being a cocoon or a chrysalis. Now to her and to the outside world, she feels like she's died. And this cocoon that she's in looks like her tomb or coffin. And in many senses, it is because the caterpillar actually is gone. But then after whatever the cycle is, three days, a week goes by, something starts moving in this cocoon. And eventually, you know, we all know the ending to the, or the next part of the story, which is this beautiful butterfly emerges. And I don't know if you've ever watched a video of a butterfly coming out of a cocoon. It doesn't look like fun. Right? It comes out, it's slimy, it's struggling. Sometimes a wing breaks and it needs to sit there totally vulnerable for some period of time for its wings to dry out before it can even fly away. It's a very precarious, dangerous, terrifying process. And then after that, you're a butterfly. Can you picture it? A caterpillar goes down in 
becomes a pile of goop, delicately cradled inside a cocoon, and then climbs up a butterfly. That's our process of transformation. Using that metaphor, imagine when she first breaks free from the cocoon. It's not a pretty picture. In her vulnerability, clinging to a branch, frightened, yet gaining strength and courage as her wings start to build up strength. That's her liminal stage. Now think about your own life and the newness of climbing up out of your cocoon. Over the past few days, have you felt some change stirring? Do you relate to that butterfly as she's just emerged from her cocoon? Do you ever feel a little paralyzed by what's ahead? <laughs> have you even thought about crawling back into your cocoon? <laughs> we all have. But today is a new day. A day to notice that our soul is whispering that it's time to start that climb. Perhaps you noticed this morning when you were brushing your teeth, a brief pause as you looked in the mirror, catching a glimpse into your true nature. You thought this past year, well, so much has changed in your own life and a fear overcame you, knowing that where you are, what you're doing, who you're with, no longer works for who you've become. This awkward, vulnerable stage, if you notice it, is your liminal stage. And this story is about welcoming the liminal and making the most of it. To make the most of it, you have to embrace this crucial first step in your climb up on your personal pattern of transformation. It's a learned skill. For our butterfly, well, she has to dry out her wings, pumping them up. A little bit of butterfly yoga, maybe. Gaining some awareness, awakening to her new reality. Maybe even seeing another butterfly float on by. Perseverance and courage replaces hope. And off she goes. For me, the liminal stage is a brief moment of awkwardness and confusion. All of a sudden, the compass that was guiding your journey to where you are today no longer works right. It's just spinning round and round, trying to triangulate, trying to give you some direction. But something big has changed in your life over some time. And in the matter of an instant, you noticed it. Welcome to your liminal stage, an inflection point, and it could be the biggest turning point in your life story. If you'll listen, I want to share how I learned to welcome the liminal stage with some help from some friends 
and a little bit of vision and not judging what I was coming up with. I embraced that moment and it's made all the difference. Here's that story. When I started this podcast, I was living in LA and now I live in the bountiful state of Washington, pure gold in every creek, river, and stream. Moving up here to Washington wasn't on my bucket list. My dream was to one day retire under the redwood trees, Mill Valley, where I had lived in my early 30s, just before my downward spiral into my belly of the beast. With COVID, I realized I could record these stories remotely, which removed this geographical pinning that was holding me in LA. Like a gift, a friend that lived in Northern California and I swapped places for about six weeks. I used that six weeks to rerun my favorite trails, grab one of those mission burritos and bask in Dolores Park. And yes, spend a lot of time in Mill Valley. But each day, layer and layer of the illusion became my new reality. The place hadn't changed much, but I sure had. The boy in his early 30s that once played there had transformed into the man telling you this story. I remember talking to Artie on the phone, saying that the only way I could describe how I was feeling, how this realization was coming over me, was that I wasn't turning the page on a new chapter in life, but I was starting an entirely new book. It was awfully scary. I was feeling anxious, confused, and the clock was running out on me needing to find a new home because my place in LA was about to renew automatically and I knew I needed to go. When something feels scary, well, like that picture of the butterfly climbing out of her cocoon, just naked and vulnerable, perhaps she too thought for a minute about climbing back on into that cocoon. Alas, she just held it for what must have felt like an eternity unraveling before her life. In my story, in that moment when I looked in the mirror, I realized that I was in my liminal stage. I had just emerged from a different kind of cocoon. I was a brand new man. My truth was not knowing what I was going to do next or how far I would go. And I realized that time in this stage was not a commodity. I had to embrace this moment and flex this new muscle. I had to act. I had to dream beyond my pattern. I had to go beyond. I had to be open and let my soul guide me. Fortunately, I had some help from some dear friends 
just hours after this moment, I was having dinner in Alameda with a few friends. Joanna was telling me the story of how she met Dennis. And as part of her story, she showed me her life board on her phone. Just a series of images that have helped her visualize what she's going after in life. She pointed out that for most of her life, it had never included an image of a partner. But at one point recently, she added that image. And days later, she met Dennis. And well, they're living happily ever after. There's all sorts of life or vision boards on the internet. I'm sure you can find one that works for you if you want to try it. But I asked Joanna, she seemed like an expert, if she could help me out. We texted back and forth pretty rapidly, and I'm going to share that with you in case you'd like to give it a try. Hey, Joanna, can you text me directions on how to make a vision board? It doesn't have to be exact. Hey, David, I just use Google Docs for layout, usually changing the paper format to be 11 by 17 landscape, so I have a lot of space. After that, I start searching around for images by Googling and copy-pasting images that resonate with me to that doc. There are other programs you can use like InDesign, but Google Docs is easy to use. Hope that helps. Bloop. Thanks, Joanna. Is there any certain method that you use to find the pictures that resonate with you? Bloop. I'm a pretty visual person, so I guess it was easy for me to find the pictures. A good way to try is looking up based on objects or activities or specific things that you have in mind. Even with this great advice and a pretty clear direction on how to do it, I still found it challenging. I decided to sort of let it go, realizing that I was standing in the way of it. I was judging what I was searching for. I was trying to create a vision that maybe someone else had imagined for me or that I was thinking I would need. But I realized that I was the obstacle here. I was getting in the way of my own creation of a vision board that was just for me. So I stopped judging what I was looking for. And I tried not to worry so much about creating something for anyone other than myself in this liminal stage. And the purpose was just so that I could listen to what my soul was trying to lead me to. Well, it worked. I did it. I made my vision board. I'm going to post the vision board I made in the episode notes on bellystory.com. You can check it out if you'd like to. But it's nothing fancy. Just images that I found on the internet that were speaking to me. Or should I say, putting my soul in the driver's seat and getting out of the way. It was kind of a blur, to be honest. It just kind of happened. And then I just kind of closed my laptop and let it sit there. But the next day, I took a deeper look. And I thought about it. On my vision board, I had selected 
just a few images. Pictures of mountains, lakes, a cabin, a big old porch, marshmallows roasting by the fire, an older couple reading the newspaper together in a cozy little kitchen nook, a man and his fishing rod, and a beautiful gas range cluttered with all sorts of pots and pans, seasonings, and spices. And there was a picture of me in the middle that a friend took while I was in Mill Valley just a few days before. A brand new man staring right back at me, showing me exactly where I needed to go. There may be a little magic in this process because just six months later, almost all of those pictures, my new reality. I still read my newspaper on my phone alone and I've decided against fishing now that I understand their greater purpose in life, as demonstrated by these old coho spawning in our natal creek. You have to know that the liminal stage is brief and fleeting. It's only a moment when the newness of your life is unfolding rapidly and you're able to cast your vision beyond your pattern and give yourself new direction. Most people, and I'm sure I've done this in the past, fall back to the comfort of the old ways of doing things or they stuff the newness down. Maybe it's a relationship that you know isn't working but you stay. Or a dead-end job that you refuse to quit. Or, like me, maybe you're in the wrong place and don't know where to go next. Whatever it is, it's the pattern that some folks call the comfort zone. For me, the liminal stage started with the unraveling of my dream to get back to those redwood trees in Mill Valley. And in a moment, catching myself feeling very vulnerable and recognizing that I needed to open up and to have the courage to try something new. And that act of creating a vision board without judging made all the difference. Starting something new in life, a new way of life, can be more difficult but you will have the courage to do so. Start by noticing that you're awake. Learn to listen and don't go back to sleep. Don't go back to sleep is one of my all time favorite poems. And it's an ancient one. It's dated back to the 13th century by Persian mystic poet Rumi. A friend gave me this poem burned into a large piece of driftwood as a gift. I placed it in a place where I'd read it every single day for years until I could figure it out. Each time I read it was even more meaningful than all the times before. I'm dedicating this poem to Kip Morse. Kip is a dear friend and he shared his story with us as part of season two. If you haven't heard his story yet, give it a listen. He's an amazing man and one of the folks I look up to as a model 
of what a father should be in the world. You can join Kip and become an enabler of this podcast. Instead of advertising, we dedicate a poem to the folks who are shouldering up with us, chipping in a few bucks at bellystory.com slash support. It helps us keep this podcast advertising free, a sacred space where you can listen. Don't Go Back to Sleep by Rumi. The breeze at dawn has secrets to tell you. Don't go back to sleep. You must ask for what you really want. Don't go back to sleep. People are going back and forth across the door sill where the two worlds touch. The door is round and open. Don't go back to sleep. This word liminality is, maybe it's a new word for you. And so I wanted to share the Wikipedia entry for the word. It comes from the Latin word lemon, meaning a threshold. It's the quality of ambiguity or disorientation that occurs in the middle stage of a rite of passage. When participants no longer hold their pre-ritual status, but have not yet begun the transition to the status they will hold when the rite is complete. During a rite's liminal stage, participants stand at the threshold between their previous way of structuring their identity, time, or community, and a new way which completing the rite establishes. Together, we have all stood at the liminal, at this threshold between these two stages of our life. You can go back and forth, but the door is open. To me, liminality, it's an awkward experience. It can feel isolating because you're uncomfortable with everything around you. And there's a very clear sense of not knowing what's next or how far you're going to need to go. But something inside of you is whispering for you to go. And when you listen, when you catch yourself awake to the stage of your personal transformation, be open to what's beyond. Be open to going beyond your pattern. You may have been unconscious to all the changes that were going on, but in that moment, the process has completed and you're beginning something new. Break out, see the light, be the light, go to the light. Our butterfly, she emerges without direction. Only the light and her purpose guide her. You've been listening to Belly of the Beast Life Stories and Beyond. I'm David All. Our sound engineer is Milos Borchetta. Our advisor is Artie Wu. And we couldn't do this without those of you who are shouldering up with us by making a $5 donation at bellystory.com support. 
See you on the other side. I'll be back with some stories that you need to hear. <laughs>